Hoagie's Garage. So, how we doing? Still doing all right. Yeah. You're not leaving me on this one, are you? Nope. Okay. I'm done with my meetings for the you know, night. We so. make comments like that, and then we talk about take two and stuff. You suppose anybody ever listened to these in the order? Well. They're not like time stamped, are they? No, but it's which one I posted first, and you know, they people probably actually listen to them in opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that no. just makes it more fun for them, maybe. Absolutely. But what, you know, it this is really good because we you know we started out with a hall of famer we're now moving into a local racer that took over promoting took over promoting and did a heck of a job you know he i, I don't know what he did in racing but i don't think he was ever a promoter before so it's going to be interesting to see how this all happened and yeah. uh you know but yeah Derek vanderbrink you know, a local guy. Yep. And Motor Rock Rapids for several years. I don't want to guess how many because my mind ain't that sharp. Take a guess. Ten? I don't know how many years I, he did it. I'll let you guess because I, I my just years did. run together. So I'm getting bet. old. There's a lot of years to remember. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to have Derek Vanderbrink on. All right. We're back at Hoagie's Garage with Derek Vanderbrink tonight. How you doing tonight, Derek? Doing real good. Good. Glad we missed the storm as glad as I am? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know not too far away, Harrisburg, they got a bunch of ice. So, um, yeah, we, I'll take so far this winter's my flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a nice one. I ain't gonna lie to you. People say, oh, you're missing out on all your overtime at work. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just do not get it that way. Yeah, Good. I think I'm the only guy that would like to buy a snowmobile just so it wouldn't snow. Uh, yeah, that that would uh, that'd be about my luck too if I'd buy one. But that's right, I had one. I'd done that for a while, so we'll move on to other things now. <laughs> now we got a podcast to do. We can't have snow. Yeah, that's right. God, how many times last year did we do this crap over the phone when I sat in Rocky and you were here? A lot. That's not near as fun. So. No. So Derek, why don't you? How did you get started into racing? What? How young were you, and why did you get started? I got started uh, we'll go all the way back. My dad and I went to went to the races as long as I can remember. Um, sat in the stands at Rocky, and I, I can still walk right to the spot we sat every Friday night. So, uh, 1999, I 16, and we were going to Sioux Center to watch the last race at the fairgrounds there. And my dad said to me, "What do you think? Should we should we buy a car?" <laughs> I was, you know, absolutely, you know, couldn't, couldn't wait to do it. We had zero knowledge of what we were getting into. Uh, anyhow, while we're, while we're at that event, local, you know, from Dune, we're watching Marlo Diego or anything hanging, and Marlo decides to have this humongous rollover. I mean, one of these crashes that you just never forget. And I remember the ride home going, I wonder if that offer is still on the table to get a race car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, better click. Was mom at the races? You know, she did not approve of any of it at first. <laughs> and later became a huge fan. So, um, but it, yeah, like I said, that's where we got started. Very humble beginnings. Uh, and then raced, well, I raced hobby stocks for, I think, 11 years. And then, then we moved up to a stock car, did that for two years and, and had, Really had aspired and plans to to continue to race, and, and in fact, 
2012, I started in stock car, 13. So 2014, I built a brand new stock car. We were going to do a traveling series. That was that was kind of the, the plan for that summer. We weren't actually going to run Rocky Weekly. We were going to go on a, a USRA had a deal called Ironman. You race, yeah. I think, uh, two or three different states and traveled around quite a bit. But that spring in April, uh, they we had notified that the track wasn't going to open. And, well, we had, like I said, had the car built. So we had taken off and went to Hartford to just just to run it, just to shape the car down and blew the motor up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, That's shaking so, her down a little too hard. Yeah, we shook her down a little too much. Didn't have a, I had a backup or spare motor, but that was going to be a month. And uh, so like, well, I'm going to have some downtime. So then I started sticking my nose in, you know, why, why Rocky wasn't going to open and, and what was going on and talked to the fair board and, uh, they, you know, they, they absolutely wanted to have racing yet. So they were on board and then I talked to the fire department and, and, uh, rescue and yeah that was all they were you know they were good to go with it there was a schedule out um the previous promoters had, had put the schedule together and i i don't exactly remember what or why they pulled the plug on the season when they did but uh yeah we put a bunch of pieces together basically from the end of april to like well our first night would have been june 6 yeah June 6, 2014. So you had a month. Yeah, we, I don't know. I, you know, I really don't remember how we got all that done in a month, but we, it wasn't just me. There was several people, you know, and again, the schedule was in place. Staff was there, you know, fire and rescue. The, the fair board did, <laughs> the fair board, city of Rock Rapids, all, all of them worked together and, and made it happen, but to cram it all down and, and get it going in one month was incredible. And then we opened with a, <clears throat> I would, it's still, I think my, the biggest event, it was just big in, in a lot of different ways. You know, it was USMTS for one. And this was, I know USMTS hasn't uh, been around here now the last couple of years, but, but that was a big show back then. And, um, <laughs> a little story with fair board too, you know, prior to me being involved, they rented the track. So on a, on a season, the fair board just, if they had 16, I think 16 to 20 events a year, it was kind of a guaranteed income for them. And I came in and I said, well, I think, you know, if you guys want to run it, we're going to need some seed money, startup money. And, uh, yeah, they didn't know me, and I really didn't know them. So I said, well, they said, well, what are you thinking for a startup? And I was like, you know, 10000 would be a good start. And I, I looked in the room, and I just had this. <laughs> I, I guess I probably, probably shouldn't have asked for twenty five then, huh? But, <laughs> but, you know, it explained, to, you know, we needed a road grader and concession equipment, and yeah, the list went on and on and on. But... We, we did get it all done. Uh, I was over budget. And then, of course, talking to Todd Staley with USMTS and USRA on, you know, how am I going to pull this event off? I mean, I told him, like, we are, you know, on very 
uh, new legs here. I said, you're going to have to help me out. And he goes, well, I'll, this was early on in the month. He said, I'll split the show with you. You know, he said, if you, that way, if you do lose a bunch of money, he said, you only lose half. Okay. If you do make a bunch of money, he said, that way. And I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, I had called him and told him there's no way I can afford this show. I said, I'm going to cancel it. And he said, no, I, he had been watching what was going on. He said, no, I think, I think you have enough, uh, coverage, uh, publicity, all the things he said, you need to have the show. <clears throat> so fast forward. And I'm, I mean, if you guys don't know, I'm a nervous person anyway, I don't, <laughs> but I am about as wound up as you could get on that Friday. And Todd pulls in and he goes, okay, well, he showed him the track and what we had done for prep. And he goes, well, let's go out, go out for dinner and we'll talk about a couple of things. Do that. And he come, we're on the way back and he goes, Ab, I'm not going to split the show with you. And I immediately thought I just, you know, had been taken again. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy is just going to stick me in a... How am I gonna? I'm gonna have to move and everything because you know I'm <laughs> lying on the airborne with this huge debt. And <laughs> as it turned out, the, the show was very successful and we made a tremendous amount of money. And uh, you know, on the first night or whatever, which kicked off things going forward, I, the crowd that we had that night was just incredible. I don't know if you guys remember it or not, but I'm pretty sure people were taking turns sitting down in the stands or going to the concession stand because it was so full. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like uh, when Houston's opened back up. If I remember right, it was kind of just like that because it was just insane. Yeah. A crowd that, you know, you, you'd love to see. You would love to see every Friday night, kind of. I personally yeah. it was too busy. As yeah. a fan, I'd be sick of it. <laughs> Yeah, you get ready for a, a normal night, but <clears throat> but that's that was the you know the the big kickoff to this uh, start of promoting and everything else. I mean, we started promoting just like we started racing. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that might be better. Well, you don't have any expectations, so you can't really you know do bad the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. I, I have to ask. So, why why was he not going to split the show with you? Was he just telling you that so that you would have it, or did he know that you were going to have a good night and wanted you to keep the money? Or yeah, I think uh, like I said, he had been in in business and has been in it for a while, and I think he's seen what was happening, what was going on, um, and heard the you know there was a lot of a lot of social media, all that stuff was. It was getting bigger and bigger, and I think he seen that we were going to need that uh, to have that big success on the front side to keep the money. So, and I, I, I have a very good relationship with with uh, the Staleys from that moment forward. Basically, I asked them. I, I was on the phone with Todd every week after that about how to run the show, and in, in several years after that as well, is. And he was willing to help me out and tell me what what to do. In fact, at the end of that first season, we went over to another track in Minnesota to Deer Creek. That's run by the it was run by the Queensland family. And he said, "If you want to know how to run 
a, a race program. He said, you guys sit and watch these guys and see how they run their show. He said, they're, they're the best at it. So went and hung out with them, did a couple of events in the, in the tower with them and learned, you know, what does, what do you got to do to make the show move along? And, and, uh, having good officials, I mean, the whole works track prep, just a package deal, everything down to the, to the concession stand and how to keep the lines moving. You know, they, sure. we covered everything. <clears throat> and I don't know if I implemented all of the things, um, perfectly, but we, we did come a long ways at, at Rocky from what we started with to where I stepped away. So I think the place has definitely changed while well, the nine years I was there. Was but, nine, I was just going to say, how long was it? It was nine years you did that. Okay. <coughs> yeah, nine years uh, temporary promoter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to fill in, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty good temp job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what I would have done if I would have committed full time, <clears throat> but yeah. So you, how many years did you say you raised hobby stock? Was it three or was it more than that? I raised hobby stock from 2000 to 2011. Okay, so okay, that's quite a few, bud. That's more than that's three. more than three. I can yeah. do that math till <laughs> then. Um, God, I could help. But, and then you said you were going to travel with the street sock, but you blew the motor. Did you ever actually drive the street sock much? Uh, yeah, so I ran, yeah, we call it stock car, but I stock ran. Stock Yep. Yeah, like, you know, this, and I'm, you know, I know it's, we're sprint car country, but I'm uh, one of the Fender fans out there, so I'll, I'll, I'll put myself, uh, uh, I'll say that with pride, but... <laughs> I know the sprint car guys got a term for hobby stocks, and it's not such a nice one, but, but we'll get into my sprint car uh, involvement later here. So I did run the stock car for uh, two years, and then again, that third year was a brand new car sitting there, and I ended up selling that to um, one of the overguards, Scott, I believe, and then I ended up he had my old car, which then we turned that into the two-seater. I was going to say, you had a two-seater for a while where they could do ride-alongs. Yep, yep, yep we did ride-alongs. We, we tried a lot of different things. And so we did a ride-along car, and that was just kind of stuff I had sitting around, and I wanted to race again. Um, then I built a I built a sportsman car one year that you could rent. You could rent yep. the car for the race. and Just different things. We, we tried... Oh, I mean, we tried a lot of different things over the years just to get fans involved and and do different stuff like that. But, you know, I, I want to say Levi Vanderweide is one of the guys that rented it, and it worked out pretty good for him. Yeah, he's still racing. Yep, yep. So how, how many times did that get rented out? You know, I don't keep track. I can't remember what I did this morning, so. Um, I want to say it was at least eight to ten times. It was okay. It was out there, so. Yeah, that's pretty. That, cool. that was a cool program. I thought that was really neat when you were doing it. Yeah, no, and like so, that kind of stemmed from 2012. At that time, I said stock car. I had my stock car. My brother had a hobby stock, and then we had built a sportsman for uh, Quentin Coldenhoven from Rock Valley. He drove for us for one year. That one year having three race cars was about as much as I thought I could handle. <laughs> 
uh, Friday night, there was, uh, you know, one race that we weren't involved in, which was the mod and I, I uh, had friends that drove in that class. So we, that, that one year, it was, that was a lot. That was a lot going on. So between three cars and promoting and having a job during the week, you kept yourself relatively busy then, you're saying. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I forgot to factor in you had to sleep sometime and, <laughs> but no it was good like I said I, I I wish I could run that hard now but I I got old <laughs> you don't have to tell us that we just went to Colorado and back in two days so and butter I'm still tired yeah like I said the guys just don't uh, I don't know can't put in the hours like you used to anymore but no that, like I said there's there's thousands of stories on different things we've done um but some of the things we did at the track while we were while we were running it one of the things was we revamped or we redid the vip um putting the carpet up there put stadium stadium seating in um other improvements were the uh speedway bar i don't know if you guys ever made it down there we got some neat stuff in there now we took the ceiling out and opened it up quite a ways, put a TV in there so you can actually go in there and watch the races that are happening live. Yep. So then we got a bunch of panels hanging in there from previous drivers or local drivers. Um, and then the other one was we moved the concession stand. That was the, I knew there was three projects we did. Yep. That the opened last, it up a lot that, too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was just a little nicer area for the gals to work in. Um, way easier to keep clean just uh, better overall and then we kind of expanded the uh the old concession stand we still do popcorn and stuff out of it but yep. yeah no like i said it was just kind of uh to alleviate that get you through the lines quicker that was the idea i don't know if we accomplished it or not but if you just wanted to pop in a popcorn you could zip out grab that and be back in your seat so yep Yep, and if you needed the hot dog and the nachos and the burgers and whatnot, all else, fries, then you go in the other one. Yep, yep, exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, like I said, that was kind of our deal with the, <clears throat> with the yeah the, the track overall. And everyone wanted to know why we why we got out or why we quit. It, it, it isn't one reason. It was there's several things involved going on with the business I had owned owned and. Uh, and again, it was nine years, and it was like when we started, my kids were pretty little, and all of a sudden, one of them's driving, and the other one's got the itch to race. So I said, it's uh, time for me to take the promoter hat off and get away from this a little bit. <laughs> so when he comes out and races, it isn't like the, the principal's kid. I didn't want him to get picked on you. Oh, know? okay. <laughs> so. so what class you got, or what do you what do you got him running then? <clears throat> We don't have enough, anything in the works yet, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be a sportsman car he'll start in. Okay. So it's a nice beginner class and yep. kind of what it's designed for. And it isn't necessarily just for beginners. I know that, that was another thing that I got uh, critiqued on. Well, you got, you got guys in there with a lot of experience. I said, well, how was a beginner supposed to get good if he's only racing against Beginners, rookies? yeah. Right. You, you got to have a good guy to beat. Otherwise, you're just going to. You know, yep. the fast guys stay. will make you faster. Absolutely, and and that's been the the case for many years. I can remember when I started racing, the guys to beat in in the in several classes 
were Clawson's. If you were, oh, if yeah. you could be Clawson, that was, you really did something. Um, later on, you know, the guy that came around in, was uh, Elijah Zavenberg. Oh, yeah. He, he was. He's still winning everywhere he goes. <laughs> but you have to have those those guys, and they, they love to hate him because he won all the time, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you had to have that guy to, you know, when. when Elijah Zavenberger started running Rock Rapids. That's the one season that he ran a majority of the races there. All of the guys in that class, by the end of the year, had improved their lap times by a second or better. Sure. <clears throat> it was neat to, neat to see that kind of stuff happening and going on. So, but The little bit, you know, I've talked with Elijah and the Clausens and stuff before. You get to know them guys. They're really nice guys. Just they're damn fast and hard to beat. Right, yeah, they're really nice unless you got a race against them. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, no, I get along with all of them yet too. I mean, you, you have your deals on the track, but but overall, I don't know that I necessarily have any any enemies from racing. There were some again deals that happened that night. You were pissed off, and then the next week it was like, well, it ain't worth it. Life's too short. Yeah, well, that's that's racing. That's any sport, really. Yeah, it. I'm, yeah. For that, I, I think it's it shows up in our in the dirt track or in racing community a lot. Like it, to me, it's a it's a, maybe easier. Well, it's one thing I'm involved in, and I <clears throat> I see it more there. But you'll see guys, you know, battle each other week in and week out. But then if somebody has trouble with a car or whatever, they that same team is over there putting a tire on their car or or lending them parts yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> it's that, really neat. Yeah, that's what makes that's what makes racing fun in a way. Oh, yeah. just that you see that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I like I said we've seen a lot of a lot of that over the years, especially like I said again, my primary place for several years was Rock Rapids, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just really cool to see all that all the teams work together. And, oh. Hey, when you raced, your car was number two, right? Yep. So why number two? Uh, was a Rusty Wallace fan. <laughs> Man, anybody but Rusty. Come on. <laughs> but I, I get I get critiqued for that too. <laughs> He's like the only driver I knew that was sponsored by Harley a couple times, so that kind of kind of went in sync with what I do. So. Just because you would have had six on your car, bud, because you were a Mark Martin fan. That's right. <clears throat> so, yeah. um, either as a promoter or when you were racing, is there a race or two that really stick out in your mind? Yeah, there's there's been a, over the years there's a couple of races that are that are really I don't know memorable. Obviously, but the first win that's always everybody's you know you know which I. <laughs> The very first year we raced, I think it was the last or second to last race of the year, we, we got a future win, which we still haven't decided if that was a blessing or a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get that first win, then you're hooked. Yeah. Um, but then later on, 2003, the uh, we Rock Rapids was sanctioned NMRA, which would have been, I don't even know what it stands for, but it would have been Rock Rapids, Madison, and Houston's were the three tracks that were running we ran together, kind of, but then they had a <clears throat> they had a nationals at the end of the year, and if you won, I think if you won all three of them, it was a bonus money. I didn't get that done. We started out 
with a chance to do it. We won, we won the national uh, race at Rock Rapids. That was my, I don't know, that was the next biggest win I could think of. Um, and then there's a race that I didn't win, but it was the most fun race I've been in. And it was during the fair, I think it was 2012. I ran second, but I basically wore the nose off the car trying to pass the guy for first. And I don't know, it was just a fun <laughs> one. Unfortunately, back then, hardly anybody came to the fair races. <laughs> they were not well attended on a Tuesday night. So <clears throat> I said it was the best race of the season and nobody's seen it. So that was, yeah. but you know, those are the kind of the three that, that I, I remember or think about, I guess. And then after that, as a promoter, we, I can't, yeah, there's like a dozen races <laughs> as a promoter that I thought were really cool. Um, whether it was close finishes or, you know, uh, yeah, just the way I, one of, one of my sticks out was the, and I'm drawing a blank. It's a three car, three sprint car. One the and did donuts on the front stretch. I thought that was yep. one of the highlight things that, I don't know, just stuff you, you think of and remember. The yep. other really cool thing, and I told you I'd get into the sprint car stuff here. <laughs> uh, two, three years ago, two or three years ago, I can't remember exactly, but Kyle Larson Racing got a hold of, they tried to get a hold of me. And I don't know if any of the other people out there ever screen their calls, but when a California number comes up, I just heard it. <laughs> so, fortunately, Joel Viss did not ignore that number or that phone call and and rented the track and then sent down uh, Carson Macedo and did some practice before for yep. a big event, I believe. But that was... And then, of course, it's this big event that I can't... You know, I got told we're going to have this, but you can't tell anyone. When there's a promoter that killed me, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my, my job to do this. But <clears throat> well, we got some cool pictures with that, and uh, got to meet meet Carson in, in a different different uh, atmosphere than you know than a race night. It was yeah, it was pretty neat. Well, it was fun. I got invited down to push, so yeah, push yep, him all the time. Yep. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was it. Was cool to see. We got to see everything from the speed that those guys have to, you know, what what they do every time. The changes they made. Didn't he run like 125 laps that night? Yeah, yeah. When they rented the track, I said, "Well, you know what? You know, how do you want to prep like a regular race night? I mean, well, it'll be pretty wet to start with. That's fine. Okay, so you know, we did all the things, not knowing that he's going to run." An enduro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, Tobe, you know, Tobe got called to push. So Tobe's next call was to me and Jeer. Hey, <laughs> do you want to come that. over and help push? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we were, we were both there. But the, the race I, the Tim Kading passed Troy Schurz. And I think uh, Chuck was there and gave like an extra 10,000 yeah. for that race. That is, yep, you were exactly right. So, Chuck Brennan, Badlands promoter back yep. when that was going, shows up and and hands me ten thousand dollars cash and says, "I want to put this on the winner." And I looked right at him and I said, "Do you know how big this event could have been if you would have handed this to me on Tuesday?" <laughs> yeah, I said, 
we're going to make one guy really happy and piss off 25 other drivers. <laughs> but I, you know, and that was the kind of the thing with Chuck. He liked to do these big, you know, huge things that would, and it would benefit one guy. And I was like, you know, if, if we could work together, I could help you out and, and spread this out and we could have this thing growing and going bigger and bigger. But yeah. it was, it was still cool. I mean, I'm sure Tim Kenny thought it was awesome. Oh, yeah. But Henceforth the I donuts. When he handled that to me, first of all, I was like, well, you know, if I just left now, I'd probably be money ahead on the year. <laughs> <laughs> but I better stick around and, and see this through. So, but then it was, and it turned out to be this awesome race with the, with the last lap pass. And, and then, yeah, Katie was pretty excited. He was definitely pumped up. It was kind of cool, again, to see driver of that caliber get that excited about a, a win you know and and i used to say you know just that rocky but after being there this long you know our track is i think just as good as any other one out there so yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good shows put on yeah yeah we've had, we've had awesome shows now and now with with houston's and the expansion and, and what they've got going on they're putting on you know top tier humongous caliber events yeah i mean that this is going to I think we're just on the cusp of what, what's to come there. I mean, we've seen it. They've not backed down from anything yet. So No. Yeah. It, we're we're going to wait a little bit longer and then have Doug Johnson on again. I, I said, do you want to be on like in February? Maybe they have some more big announcements. You never know about Houston's, right? I mean, right. They're, they're dropping stuff every, you know, it seems like every month there's something new. So, but... Yeah, and- Doug is uh, no slouch when it comes to getting a schedule together. I think he has a, usually has a, the next season schedule ready in August. It seems like anyway. I mean, yeah. I was always pretty pressed to get mine done by January. <laughs> <laughs> I put it out in January. I'm like, well, it's probably going to change. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's but, subject to change at this point. Yeah, but always subject to change. But. And. Today I was at Papik because my kid's looking at buying a, a pickup, but uh, Brandon Bosma was there, and he said uh, Darren Cordles, the new promoter, um, has 305s every other weekend there. He really? said they're, he's got a good point fund, and he's got everything set up, and I didn't know anything about that. And Maybe it's not supposed to be released, but <laughs> I heard it, so... <laughs> That's... There's uh, there's definitely rumors going around, and uh, I would say most of that what you just said is is pretty much true. It isn't officially released yet, and but uh, there was a, a points fund established for another track that didn't want to work with it or deal with it. So I think uh, that that idea got passed on to Rocky, and and hopefully with the I think they're going to do fine. I know they'll do fine with it. We have a little issue with sanctioning but i'm hoping that they can work that through and i think once that sanctioning body sees the car counts that they're going to pull they're going to change their attitude but you never know like i said the the thing at rocky is again we're in sprint car country um in the 305 class is just phenomenal i mean hands down there's a lot of talent and a lot of cars out there right now right no, it, uh, yeah, I, I guess to that back in, well, let's see here, probably eight years ago, 
in the second or third year, I was running Rock Rapids. Then I got involved with MSTS, um, helped start that series. Yeah. Um, that was Dale Furby, myself, Dusty Ballinger, Ryan Bickett. Um, back then it was uh, Terry. Well, Terry Post is still part of it. And then Nagel, Mark Nagel from yep. Elford. But the three of us, Terry Post, Mark, and I, would go to the shows, and that was kind of, it was neat to do. Um, it was the beginning of starting the traveling series in this area, uh, which then later on spurred the LNSS, or late model street stocks, and then also the tri-state late models. So all that kind of, I, I don't know if it was directly from MSTS starting or not, but yeah, that was kind of a cool thing to be part of and get started. And well, they then, they seen they had one one traveling series that was working, so then the other guys figured they could make it work too. Well, and that was you know kind of the deal going on was at the time like we couldn't afford to run. You know, I looked at the three sixty purse for Rocky at the time, and I said to the guys, "I can't afford to run you guys weekly. It just it's not in the cards." Yep. Same thing was happening with late model street stocks. The, the late model street stock thing was the class was kind of fading. You know, you were so limited to where you could race. Guys just weren't interested anymore. And when they <clears throat> branched out and, you know, I looked at it, I said, well, I could afford, you know, one, maybe two events of, you know, the 360 or a late model street stock or at, at the track for the season. And that, again, kind of kicked that thing off to where we had our fair races turned into the traveling series would come into Rocky, you know, that was, yep. that was kind of the, that's what got our fair race. I feel like got that off the ground too, to where you could come watch. Well, I remember all the different combinations we ran, but some of them like three <clears throat> sixties, uh, I think we did street stocks, a mods, or I think we did, I know we did late models and just to, uh, to show the various talents and different classes in, in the area that you couldn't afford to do a weekly. So it was, sure. it was neat seeing all that stuff take off and, and go. And, and that kind of leads into where I'm at now with, uh, working with, the uh, tri-state late model series. So I started that this summer and, you know, you know going to retire. <laughs> going to retire. <laughs> yeah. Didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> I made it all the way to one, well, I do. I went to the open night in Rock Rapids and sat in the stands, and I hated it because I couldn't tell what was going on. <laughs> yep, didn't have the headset in your ears. No, I, I shouldn't say I hated it. It was it was kind of relaxing. It was fun. Um, and then I went and pitted for Dusty Ballinger in Hartford, and from there I think I was working for Tri-State after that. Was that Tri-State over there? <laughs> yeah. They asked me what I was doing, hanging out in the pit area, and I so I'm just pitting for a uh, for Dusty. Oh, what are you doing on his car? I have no idea. I said <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I said I know a lot about racing, but I said I don't know crap about sprint cars. <laughs> I go grab a wrench for him if he tells that, me what size. That was he maybe needs. the one night that Dusty struggled was when Derek was yeah. <laughs> in the way. Uh, yeah, he was hoping, but. but. Uh. Well, but no, good friends with the Ballinger family. In fact, uh, my daughter pits for Bailey and helps her out every week. So it's kind of a neat deal. But 
I I think my daughter actually knows more about sprint cars than I do at this point. Seriously. I'll have to get her on the show then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they get after it when they're out there and and she's Daly's really improved this season. Yeah. And I'm watching Dusty and I well, Dusty and I both started racing the same year. I mean, not knowing Dusty Ballinger from anybody and we both had number two and we both raced started racing and yeah, you're twenty some years later we're our kids are hanging out and having fun together. So that was something Dusty and I sat down and kind of reflected on and was like, well, I said, I guess that means we're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we say it in every show. That's what racing is. It makes families. It's really awesome. All right. Well, we're going to get into the rapid fire. And then if there's anything else we forgot about, Derek, make sure you go ahead and say it at the end. All right. So yeah, you what's a, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Cat or, cat or dog person? Definitely dog. Do you have any hobbies? Um, outside of racing. Outside of racing. Oh, ride motorcycle. There you go. Do you get quite a few miles on in a year? Not as many as I'd like, but you know, we do. We do fairly well. We, I don't know if we did uh, three thousand miles this summer or not. Close to that though. Oh, well, that's probably fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred more than I got on this year. So. <laughs> But um, let's see where we are. Oh, how about a favorite movie? Oh, I'm going to have to go seasonal for that one. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for this time of year. Yep. Otherwise, Days of Thunder. Yep. Two good movies. Do you prefer snow or rain? Oh, rain during the week. Yep. <laughs> rain, rain Monday through Wednesday, right? Yep. <laughs> um. If you were going to be stranded on an island, um, what type of music or album would you have to have long to listen to? Oh. Well, that's a good one. Come on, um, you got to be a rock and roll guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I do like that. I would say Johnny Cash. That'll work. Uh, that'll work. That'll work. I could handle that. Um, do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Dune Steakhouse. Oh. See, I need to get there. I've, I've, I've lived in Leicester my whole life. I've never, You've never eaten, eaten at the Dune, Dune Steakhouse. He's bud. I tried to get my wife to go the other day because I saw that they have a hamburger steak. I love hamburger steak at uh, Larchwood when they were yeah. open. Well, so stop by and pick there. me up. I'll go with okay. you. Leave All your right. wife home. Yeah. Don't don't tell us we said that, okay. though. She don't listen to these, does she? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Um, how about a favorite holiday? Oh, I'm going to go with Fourth of July. Uh, what app on your phone do you use the most? Oh, let's see here. My race pass, I would assume. There you yep, go. Yep. Spoken like a true racer right there. Um, how many speeding tickets do you have? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way That's to That's why it. we ask racers. It seems like they either get a ton of speeding tickets. Or none. Or they drive like a grandma. Yeah, I think I've had my share. I, I know most of the deputies, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, right out though because if you get more than three in a year they want to take your your, your privileges away so yeah yeah you know, what's uh you know none of them are listening so what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway oh i think honestly the fastest it was probably 140 that's up there though yeah that's yeah i wasn't wasn't even going anywhere i was just seeing how fast the car would go (laughs) (laughs) i'm the grandma type that's good 50 mile an hour over my top speed probably but um 
So what's your favorite drink or go-to beverage? Oh, water during the day and probably a velvet or black velvet at night. On the rocks or with Coke or something? Oh, uh, with, with the Diet Pepsi. Well, that works. I ain't into the diet, but I could drink it with Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if money was no object, is there a car, a pickup, or anything that you've always wished that you've owned? Oh, there's a lot of cars I wish I owned. But if money was no object, I would say a completely restored 68 Camaro. There you yep. go. That would be nice. I would love that also. You put the right motor in there, you'll have more speeding tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Oh. Well, Derek, uh, thanks for being on the show. I know there's a ton of people out there that so appreciate you for uh, keeping Rapid Speedway running. And, uh, you know, when you handed it over to Darren, um, you, you left it in a very, very high place. So, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm wishing Darren and Michelle they have a good first year, and I, I'm thinking they're going to do even better this, this coming season. In fact, I know they are. They, they learned a lot their first year. So looking forward to, to seeing Rocky and what, what's all going to happen there this summer. And, again, I, I got I to gotta plug the Tri-State Late, late Models and watch for a lot of our schedule out here real, real shortly. We've got most of our dates plugged in. We'll be at Rocky a couple nights. So. Um, maybe I'll touch base with you guys this uh, closer to spring and we'll, we'll hit on some of that stuff too. So that'll work. That sounds great to us. So, all right. Thanks, Derek. Thanks a bunch for having me. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I love listening to these things. All right. We'll try. We can't, no promises. (laughs) (laughs) As long as Bud keeps getting people talked into being on the show, we'll be good to go. Yeah, you bet. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. You bet. Mike. Hey, Derek did a good job. I'll give you credit, but you were close on your guess. I mean, that I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't have one brave enough to guess, but you done all right. So I'll give you a little credit there. <laughs> oh but no, he did a great job. Yeah, he did. You know, and uh, number two for Rusty Wallace. I don't know about that, but yeah. I get it. I yeah. mean, he has his reasons. So yeah. he said. Harley Davidson on there a few times and yep. stuff. So and he likes to ride. He's yep. putting a few miles on every year. So yeah. I used to harass his wife. I didn't really harass her, but she was always one paying us. Careful what you say there. Yeah. And so <laughs> one week I'd sign in as Steve, and then the next week I'd sign in as Toby when I was pushing. And she finally asked me one time, "What the hell name you want me to put on your check?" I said, "It really don't matter." <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, they cash them at the bank. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I. You know, we did a bunch of hoodies, and so they, um, some people write Hoagie's Garage on the check, and I, I can't have that. So, because uh, at this point we're not a business; it's, it's just, uh, it's just a name thing. Yeah. So they have to write the checks out to Jeff Hoogavine or Bud. They, the yeah. bank's completely fine with Bud because that's pretty always, much only anybody ever know knows me as yeah. Bud. So, but yeah, so. But again, thanks to Derek. He did a great job tonight. Um, So thankful for everything he did at Rapid Speedway to get it back going and everything. And And um, he's still involved in racing. Yeah, Can't get away from it anymore. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs)